Hey, you. No, no, no. Don't leave. I know it's super weird, but yes, the Earth's Mightiest Zeros have just released another podcast episode. I know. What has happened to the world? Well, it's changing. Let me tell you. And it's time that we bring some joy back into your lives. Just kidding. Really aren't the people to be seeing about that. But welcome. If you haven't been on this podcast before, my name is Lawrence, and I will be your guide through this audio journey. I'm going to try to be your guide. I have no training whatsoever. But you know what? It's going to be a great time. And I'm not nervous at all. Anyway, Fanime 2017. What a great time. What a great con. Anime nerds are some of my favorite people because they're not they're just not afraid to be themselves. And that's that's a legitimate thing that I just said. I'm very proud of you anime nerds. Put that pillow down. Now, Really exciting. We got to talk to Chris Kaysen. Now, Chris is a voice actor extraordinaire. He's been on shows like Dragon Ball as Tien or Mr. Popo. Or if you're a Full Metal Alchemist fan, he was Glutton. He's actually kind of all over anime and video games. And he does writing and directing. It was really interesting to sit down with him and force him to answer questions that he had no idea were coming at him. Because we're EMZ. And we can't take ourselves too seriously, right? Now... Full disclaimer, I was not feeling well at Fanime 2017. I was super under the weather, so I have not followed up with Chris since the con. But if he has died of some kind of viral infection of some sort, definitely wasn't me. Enjoy. We're listening to Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Um, we're here with, uh, is it Kason or Ka- like, how do you, Kason like Jason, Kason like Jason, uh, Chris Kason like Jason. Now we're here. Uh, we've just been kind of going around sweating outside and, uh, trying to ma- maneuver around all the people that are here. It's a really busy con, but how have you been enjoying Fanime so far? Uh, great. You know, it's like something like, this is its 23rd year, something like 30,000 people uh, total in attendance, I think. I mean, or at least it was last year. So they're assuming it'll be at least that, if not more. Um, it's been great. I've never even been to San Jose before, much less this con, so I'm just taking it all in. But it's been great. Nice. Now, uh, San Jose is actually my hometown. So oh, I really? was born and raised here, so it's kind of cool always coming back. But this con just gets bigger and bigger. Welcome. Welcome Thank to you. our home. Now, we've been asking some silly questions around the con, so we're just going to dive right in. <laughs> okay. And see if we can have some fun. Okay. All right. So, what body part do you wish you could make detachable on yourself? <laughs> um... I, w- I wish the answer were two body parts, because then it would be my hand so I could go write a script elsewhere and talk yeah. to you it's still. Because while I'm here at this con, I'm also writing scripts for or adapting some anime scripts. So in between panels and interviews and stuff, I'm up there writing. So I wish I could do both at the same time, with at least attaching one hand. Nice. So I'd say that. Nice. Now, um, you've, you've played a lot of characters, and you've probably written for a lot of characters. But which fictional character do you think you would hate being stuck on a lifeboat? Uh, Dracula. Dracula. Why Dracula? <laughs> he will kill me. <laughs> True. No. Although you could make in the, the argument. Daytime, you can make the in the daytime it'd be fine. And if I were if he chose to, he could also make me a cool vampire. So maybe that's a bad answer. Um, he could either choose to kill me, or he could make me uh, a member of the undead. The and I could, uh, yeah, the yeah. Legion. Um, hmm, let's see, another fictional character that'd be really awful to be uh, to be with. Um, Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Jack the Ripper, a that's classic good character. He wants to kill me. Anyone who's gonna kill you. Anyone wants to kill yeah, me. Yeah. yeah, there's a variation on a theme it's a good here. Thing to avoid for the most part. Yeah. Now, if you were a mad scientist, 
and, and ethnic, like ethics weren't uh, part of your reasoning and money wasn't an issue, what would be your experiment that you would run? Um, what would I want to do? Oh, this, this is kind of like the what would your superpower be? It's very similar to that question. <laughs> yeah. And mine would be, um, I would want to do, if I was a mad scientist, I would want something to do with healing. I want the ability to heal in some way other people, as opposed to the very narcissistic answer yeah. of wanting to fly or see through sure, windows sure. or whatever. Um, because really, the mad scientist would create, you know, like a potion or something to do that. Yeah. So it's kind of a superhero question, but it would be some kind of healing um, chemical. Nice. Okay. Now, would you use it for good or evil? Would you keep it to yourself or you ship it out? Well, you know what? It's like when you're on the, the airplane and they say, you know, if there's ever a problem, the oxygen mask deploy. Yeah. You have the oxygen first and then you can give it to others. Yeah. So I guess I would have to down the potion first so I could live long enough to heal the other people. There you go. Okay. That's, that's fair <laughs> enough. Still spreading some good, though. You're a good mad scientist. <laughs> now, what is the biggest secret that you've ever kept from a parent? <laughs> that is now going to be immortalized for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, um, but I was once on a boat with Jack the Ripper. No, it was probably like, a, uh, oh, probably just, uh, <laughs> well, uh, probably just stuff like sneaking out, stuff like yeah. that. You know, I, we did that every once in a while. We would sneak out and go to like a party or go to someone's, a friend's house, stuff yeah. like that. So, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know if I told, talked about all of them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. probably that. Sorry, mom and dad. Yeah, that's the safest answer. <laughs> the thing is, like, I, if I told my parents, like, probably my biggest secret, they're like, oh, yeah, we know. <laughs> well. They were not stupid. Yeah, we saw you leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we heard the window open. <laughs> yeah. Now, we're going to take an even deeper dive. So these are the questions I haven't asked around. These ones specifically I chose for you. Okay. So how many uh, years have you actually been working for Zach? Since 1998, wow. which would be uh, a lot. A lot. Without, yeah. I got into this business not to do math, but I just know it's a lot. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, do you have any favorite standout roles? Uh, yeah, it's funny. That, that question's always funny because sometimes if you, if I give my own answer, which would be like like the B-sides, yeah. for example, like, oh, I've had this one thing this once and I really liked it, but uh, if a lot of fans don't know it, sometimes they're like, wrong answer. Yeah. No, I don't know that. Hey, Mr. Pope. Exactly, exactly. And you know, like, I, <laughs> um, I, I would say characters like Mr. Popo or, or uh, Tien from DBZ or um, Gluttony from Full Metal Alchemist because those are the ones that often allow you to, you know, go to conventions. I mean, those are the ones that people sure. know the best. Yeah. And that allows me to come out to do stuff like this. So for that reason, I would say that. But me, I, there was a character I did called Babbitt from a show called Kodacha. Uh -huh. And he was like a little flying rabbit bat that would come in and say something funny and leave with a really high-pitched voice, like a, like a high Mickey Mouse voice. Yeah. And that was, it was like Looney Tunes. And I really enjoyed that. Uh, so any of those three. Nice. Okay, cool. Um, now, what is something that's, that you can do in an anime that would be weird or creepy in real <laughs> uh, creepy. Well, I mean, I've said it before, like on stage, I can't play a very credible 30-foot dragon. But I can, you know, like in anime, it's like just me growling at a pitch shifter and we've got a yeah. dragon on our hands. You know, like that's what's great about anime. It's so freeing, you know, and also, um, you know, in real life, you're often limited by, I mean, the physical body. I mean, yeah. like I can only do so much. I can only lift so much or, you know, stand so tall or like a 30-foot dragon. But in anime, I mean, the sky's the limit. You know, you're a disembodied voice. And frankly, the other thing that's cool, I think, about uh, voice work in anime is, um, you know, unlike an on-camera performer, I can live this life in an audi auditory way, audio way, and then still go to Ralph's and put soup in the, you know, and push yeah. it down the aisle and nobody would stop me, you know? Yeah. I kind of live, 
I live in your ears, not in your eyes, and that's kind of cool. You're living in my eyes now. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Now, do you have any tricks to keep your 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 throat warmed up? Like something that you do daily that is like part of the regimen? Is there squat thrusts, stuff like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, actually, a good way to warm up, and I've, I've talked about this at this con, is if you're going to a session, if you're gonna, whether it's singing or whatever, a, a lot of people have experience with choir, for example, stuff like that, and you know that the human voice to record or to perform, I should say, um, in the morning, yeah. it's not conducive to that. I mean, you wake up, you have morning voice, it's like two octaves lower, it's groggy and, and you know, um, crackly. But a really good way if you're headed to the studio is if you're driving in your car, you put on your favorite song, and if you just sing out, if you sing your favorite song along with the music, as you might do anyway, it really helps to get your voice going and wake your voice up, really. So a couple of songs in, I mean, of course you'll be at a stop sign, and there'll be a car next to you looking at you like, you know, you look crazy, and they're singing at the top of your lungs, but by the time you get there, you're all warmed up, so it doesn't sound like you just woke up. So that's the main thing. And then, of course, the opposite is true when you've been yelling and screaming during a session when yeah. it's over. The best thing is a vocal rest where you literally just try not to talk for a day or two if that's possible. And it sounds easier than the, I mean, on paper it seems easy, but it's not. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have to, it, it's really hard not to talk, but that's the best way. Interesting. I mean, I, I can't imagine. I, I was in a, like a pop punk band for mm -hmm. a while, and every time I would scream after the show, I'd be like, I don't know if I could do this forever. But you've been doing it since 1998. So. Vocal, re vocal rest. And yeah. I, actually, it's funny because I went to, it's funny you bring that up because I went to an ENT, uh, ENT mm -hmm. and I was curious because, you know, like someone who's in a band like that, I wanted to see if I had nodes, you know, like yeah, like yeah. nodes in the throat. And so he took he took a long black instrument, he and he like a straw, like a, and he like a uh, like a magician. He slowly brought it down my right nostril, all the way down to the to my throat. Yeah. Like if I opened my mouth, you could see it dangling there. And he kept threading it through like a magician, and it seemed to go forever. And he looked at the other end of it. He's looking around, and then he pulls it out, and then puts it down the other nostril. I'm like, it's the same throat. How many yeah. nostrils? Like, if I had 40 nostrils, you have to do 40 times. But uh, he pulled it out. And he said, "You're fine." He said, "No nodes." And, and he said, "You know who gets nodes a lot?" He said, "Actually, teachers and doctors get it a lot." And I said, as opposed to like being in like a band. And he said, "Hear what I'm doing right now, explaining your condition. Yes. I do that every day to many people, and teachers are talking all day long, and so they actually are susceptible to it." But um, anyway, so now I'm good for at least another 10 years, so nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you locked it in. Yeah. You got insurance. <laughs> yes. Now, if your five-year-old self suddenly found themselves in your current body, what do you think your five-year-old self would do? Uh, I think five-year-olds, my five-year-old self would freak out because um, I used to watch, I mean, like every kid, you know, we watched, um, I mean, I, I'm saying cartoons or cartoons and anime, whatever. I mean, that's like... That's what you do. You yeah. can't. It's unavoidable. You seek it out. You want it. And uh, to think that I'm actually involved in any part of that now would freak, would blow my five-year-old mind. Yeah. You know, it blows my current mind. So I can only imagine five years old. So, yeah, I think I think it would freak. That's that's awesome. I'm on this one. <laughs> this one is mine. <laughs> now, if you could wake up tomorrow, having gained any ability, so. Obviously, you're gifted. Not the power of healing. No, no, no. <laughs> Not like a supernatural. Gift, okay. But like a like a new like a new ability. Okay. Being able to play the drums or something like that. Okay. What would it be if you could give yourself that extra characteristic? Well, 
It's funny you would say uh, drums because I played some instruments already. And drums is actually my weakest. You know how it is. Like you, I mean, being in a band, <laughs> it's that's a, the hardest part. It separates right? the paradiddles. Like I could do, like you know, I can do two beats. Yeah. We all know that. Like, yeah, yeah. It's real simple. It's rudimentary. I mean, maybe somebody who has no experience with drums would be like, oh, he's not bad. Like, no, he's bad. He's real bad. So I mean, um, I love. Actually, I know what it would be. It would be. I mean, musical instruments I love to play, and I wish I could get better on the. Because like most um, magicians, musicians, <laughs> you, there's like your main one, and then you branch out a little. Like you know, the guitarist probably knows a little bass and knows a little, you know, like yeah. a few chords and piano. But I want the ability. So I'm gonna put that aside and actually say I want the ability to speak uh, multiple languages. That's what I really That's want. Because yeah. I feel like I feel like languages are such a barrier, mm -hmm. and if you can learn them, I mean, it's just. It opens communication in so many ways. Yeah, more jobs for you too. And more jobs. It's like I can dub it myself. <laughs> Give it to me. I know. I mean, you think by now, like I would at least know Japanese very well. I don't. Really? No. Did you pick up that much, or? I mean, uh, with Chris and Desk. That's about as far as we go. Like, I'm not very good. I know like a handful of words because you know the scripts come you know translated, mm -hmm. and the quality of script translations have, has really grown. It used to be stuff like me happy fun time now, and I'm supposed to make that into you know like English. I'm very happy right now. <laughs> See, that's what yeah. I wouldn't have done. <laughs> yeah. Of course, with like two flaps to say it, but I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> always. But um, so yeah, uh, definitely to speak different languages. That's awesome. Now, this one's really serious. We're gonna get deep. But how many chickens do you think it would take to kill an elephant? <laughs> um, Serious stuff. Let's see. How many <laughs> how many uh, chickens would it take to kill an elephant? Hmm. Well, let's see. If one chicken could jump up to the elephant's eyes and bite them out, it would be a blind elephant. If you have a blind elephant, I don't know how well he could exist very long in the jungle. So I'm gonna say a really a single determined uh, chicken with great aim could take down an elephant. That's so funny. You're not the first person to say one chicken. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Um, do you believe in ghosts? Ooh, I'm working on a show right now that deals with supernatural. It's called a, it's called a cultic nine. Um, that deals with ghosts. Let's see. I don't know. I mean, there's been so many sightings out there. I it, it would be hard to disprove all of them. I mean. Um, I have many friends who've moved into houses who felt like they were haunted. And I've had strange feelings walking in, like that cold feeling or like you're being watched and no one's there. Um, but I love horror movies. I love haunted houses like around Halloween. So stuff like that. Put it this way. I hope there are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, I, I definitely believe in the supernatural, but like I grew up because my mom's, uh, I'm half Filipino, my mom's Filipina. Okay. They, they're all about ghosts and spirits. And yeah. And don't touch that, you're going to, you know, like the ghost will follow you home. Like, what do you mean? Like, and I've had a couple experiences where okay. I'm like, all right, well maybe, maybe your mom's right. Yeah. <laughs> but whenever I tell someone who's like so embedded in science, they're like, no, there's no way I can exist. I was like, I know what I saw, man. <laughs> yeah, you get They're real out there, I see it. <laughs> now, um, what is your most treasured memory? Oh, my most treasured memory ever? Oh, wow. These, uh, hmm, probably, uh, actually, one memory that I have that's very special is, is fu I mean, funny now looking back on it, but when I was really little, maybe, actually maybe five, maybe yeah. five or six, my family took a trip, and at that time, I'm the oldest of three, but it was just the three of us, my mom and dad and me, uh, and we went to, we actually went to L.A., and I'd never been there before. We went to Disneyland, all the things that a little kid would do. But it was even then that I thought, like, oh, I, I really like it here. Maybe one day, 
you know, I'd love to live here and work here, and it was, I found it to be an inspiring trip. Of course, a lot of trips are through the eyes of a child, but that was something I'll never forget. I remember it very well, and it's just kind of funny that years later, I actually, I actually moved to L.A., yeah. and I did work, you know, I am working there, and, and um, so that trip was kind of like an interesting tipping point for me, so. It's a, it's a crazy feeling. I, like, yeah. living in L.A. right now, like, I lived in Los Feliz when I first came okay. here. I would drive to work, and I'd be like, that's... That's the Hollywood side. Yeah. I live right below the Hollywood side. I know. Every day I saw it. And that sign is a source of inspiration for so yeah. many people. It keeps people going. And it's hard to believe that not only did it used to say Hollywood land, of course, yeah. but the Hollywood sign itself was nothing more than an advertising for real estate. That, that mm-hmm. sign is just for real estate. That existed prior to the movie business ever coming there. Wow. But once the Hollywood, the land was taken off, and it came to represent something for the entertainment people who came in around the uh, the 1900s or yeah. like the teens, whatever the silent film, and it came to represent movies. And wow. so ever since that time, it's become, you know, what it is. So, but I feel the same way when I when I drove around. Like, you know, I still feel like a tourist, even though this yeah. October I'll be there for four years. But um, I see the sign, and I'm like. Like, that's it. That's it. Look at these buildings. They're yeah. so high. Yeah. Like, it's, it's great. Uh, definitely, that's something that keeps me, I guess, motivated. Just being in that city and seeing yeah. other people hustle as hard as they're doing it. That, it's just like, that's a great word for it. Yeah, it's just like you have to do the same thing. And the energy there just keeps flowing. And yeah. It's, it's, it's great. I mean, it's, it's so many creative people from all walks of life. They come there. like It's like a magnet for all these yeah. creative people. And, you know, it's a great place. The energy of it, the hustle of it, is yeah. definitely real, and I, I mean, I, I really enjoy it so far. That's awesome. Now, complete the rest of this sentence. I wish I had someone with whom I could share. <laughs> yeah. Real my, deep. My love of the Hollywood sign. <laughs> um, Hello. I'll be your friend. <laughs> um, share. Hmm. I guess. Well, that's a good answer. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to take it from the extremely serious to, like, my life with to a plate of tacos with. Yeah. That sounds much better, even though now I'm trying to watch it, but... Uh, you can have a couple tacos. Yeah, you know, it's Taco Tuesday somewhere. Yeah, somewhere, <laughs> always. Now, um, this, is, this is kind of our last question, but what is your opinion on pineapple on pizza? You know, it's a very polarizing topic. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> Um, I, I think, I mean, my position, especially now that I'm trying to be, like, trying to watch what I eat, like, once you've made that decision to, to open that box and eat that pizza, the sky's the limit. Yeah. Like, you're already committed to eating a pizza. Yeah. So, I think whatever you like on it, go for it. You want to, so I'm pro, I'm pro pineapple on the pizza. I figure, you know, you want that, fine. You want, you want, um, anchovies? Yeah. Not for me, but whatever. Like, whatever you... I mean, it's like that famous saying, whatever gets you through the night. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's uh, the Ninja Turtle mentality for pizza. Anything goes. Anything, exactly. Or maybe life itself, yeah. <laughs> now, becoming, uh, just getting into this industry in general, working on a cartoon, writing, all that stuff is, it's something that a lot of kids are, are passionate about, a lot of people are passionate about, but they don't necessarily know the first step into making that a reality. Mm-hmm. So if you can give a word words of encouragement to the rest of the, the nerds out there like me okay. listening, what would you say to encourage them to keep, keep chasing, I guess? Well, I mean, um, I think, I think uh, you'll be very good at something you have a great passion for, whatever that thing might be. 
And if you, because you're going to want it, you know, you're going to be hungry for it, which is so necessary, particularly in the beginning. Um, and you know, all creative pursuits like sculpting, painting, uh, acting of any kind, you know, writing, directing, I mean, it's always subjective and it's always full of hardship because it is so competitive. But as I said, if you want something and your life is made happier by doing it, you will regret not trying more than trying and it not working out. Yeah. And that's kind of what I told myself actually moving to LA almost four years ago, which was I want to do this and I would kick myself. If I never, if I never did it, I would feel like I let myself down. Yeah. So I wanted to try it. And um, so I believe if you, I mean, I don't know if it's, a, it, it may be a cliche to say follow your dreams, but it's actually true because yeah. I mean, this is your shot. You know, like every day you have a chance to make a decision like that. Um, you know, I think, and I also think that I think the idea of luck is kind of a fallacy. I think it's really hard work. I think if you really put, I mean, there's a book called, I, f I forgot the name of the book, but it says put in your 10,000 hours. No matter what it is, to learn the piano, to uh, do anything you want to do. To become a master. To become a master at something. Yeah. So, you know, actually like the piano itself or like the internet, it's never really over. Yeah. Like, like in any instrument or like any creative pursuit. But I say, um, you know, study, study up, learn what to do. If you are interested in voice acting, for example, um, theater is really a great way to start, classes, stuff like that, because I, so many great voice actors actually have a theater background. And also, as I mentioned earlier this weekend, as a director, as one who directs uh, and used to cast people a lot, if you are somebody who only watches anime specifically and wants to be an anime voice actor, which by the way, now there's so many different ways to have a career in, in voice work, that yeah. voice acting is only one part of it. If you come in to audition and you're only an anime fan, often you'll have a lot of that anime baggage with your voice. In other words, you'll do stuff like, huh? Like you'll do like this melodramatic read. Yeah. That, and now the bar is raising every year because the fandom is only growing. Yeah. So that means that the product has to be better. Yeah. So if you come in, go, if you do an anime thing, we want it to sound real. Yeah. You know, and if you do these tropes, I mean, sometimes there's no avoiding it, but we, you strive for realism. So I would say if you're rooted and you have a foundation in performing um, prior or in addition to anime, you know, fandom, yeah. I think that will make your overall performance much better. Nice. Well, thank you so much, Chris, for hanging out with us and uh, doing sure. the Getting to Know You segment with the AMZ. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we'll probably upload this onto our, uh, our iTunes podcast. Um, thanks, guys, for, for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. See ya. Way to go, Law. You really nailed that ending. Way to go. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to our interview with Chris Kaysen. Now, these Getting to Know You segments are going to get better and better. We're going to have videos. We're going to have more podcasts. And we're trying to get as many personalities that you guys would be interested in learning about. So whether that's more voice actors or actors or cosplayers or dancers or, or photographers or, or, or bakers, who knows? I mean, we got to keep to our demo, but you get the point. And we're trying to make great content for you. So make sure you're following the Earth's Mightiest Zeros on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Whatever your poison of social media choice is, do the thing. And I'll see you next time.